Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Leonard. I'm, of course, joined by Caleb Arthur, and we are here. It is week two of the NFL season. We have made it past the slug fest that is typically week one, and we're here in week two. Caleb, we got a really, really high-scoring game on Thursday between the Vikings and the Eagles. I watched every second of this game. City of Philadelphia was rocking for this one, Caleb. Uh, what did you see in this Minnesota-Philadelphia matchup that you might take away? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a high-scoring game. It was fun. But uh, I guess, obviously, I think the takeaway has to be that all the fumbles from Minnesota, I think yeah. the fact that they managed to only lose by six despite losing four fumbles is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly probably not great if you Philadelphia. It's a little bit concerning. But Kirk Cousins played really, really well. Uh, mm-hmm. 31 of 44, four touchdowns, no interceptions. So uh, he did really good. But then the Eagles, I mean, I feel like, DeAndre Swift obviously is great. I think we talked about after week one, it was weird. He got like one carry. Um, and, and so it was good to see him get involved. I think that's going to be big this season for Philadelphia. But I just, I don't know. I guess you luck and they scored 34 points and it was pretty good. But uh, when you lose four fumbles uh, and you still only lose by six, that's pretty good. So if I'm Minnesota, I mean, you're 0-2 in one-score games now, which is what you were 11-0 in last year. Yeah. So that's a little bit concerning. But uh, in 0-2, obviously, starting 0-2, we know the statistics with that and everything and making the playoffs. So you're a little bit down, but also it's hard to, to feel too bad, you know, going into Philadelphia only losing by six despite losing four fumbles. So Minnesota shouldn't feel too bad. Eagles. They have not looked perfect. It has not been super pretty the first two weeks, but they're two and zero, so mm-hmm. wins a win. Yeah, um, I actually I'm going to disagree with a fair bit of what you just said. I think that this game was not as close as the final score indicates. The Vikings scored a garbage time touchdown with like a minute left, but um, the Eagles had a couple weird possessions in the second half, and then and then the Vikings truly cut it to one score in like the third quarter. Um, but it felt like for most of the evening, the Eagles were in control of this one. Obviously, I mean, I think Kirk Cousins put up better numbers than he usually does on, you know, primetime, especially on the road. I, yeah. I don't know, Caleb. I didn't think he played that well. It felt like he was missing a lot of throws that he usually were he should make. Um, I wouldn't say he usually makes them. I'm saying he should make them. And it felt like he was missing some. Obviously, he racked up those stats. He hit Jordan Addison on a nice deep ball. He was getting to Justin Jefferson all night. And like you said, they lost four fumbles and they kept the game within striking distance the whole time. Um, so that's impressive. I think the biggest concerns for the Vikings lie in, frankly, in Cousins. I mean, he was like Jefferson was was breaking over open across the middle of the field and Kirk was missing throws and Jefferson was clearly getting very agitated about it, um, which is a bad sign in just week two, especially after the poor second half he had in week one. Um, And so I think that while he did look good on the stat sheet and unfortunately I was playing against him in fantasy football, I, I don't think Kirk looked incredible in this game. And I think it was much better than he usually does in primetime and on the road. So I kind of give him some credit there. Like, you know, it's a good job. He's good progress. But I think overall, he's definitely looked better. Um, and I think that I wouldn't say I was inspired by his performance tonight or not tonight, a couple nights ago, um, just because I think he was missing a lot of layups. I understand he had pressure on him the whole time. And that's kind of what I want to get to next is the Eagles defense. Um, it's a little concerning, a tad bit concerning. They lost Gannon, who everyone thought was going to be a good thing. And now you bring in, this new defensive coordinator, they had a pretty bad second half against uh, New England last uh, last week. And then this week, not great against Minnesota. Um, even with Kirk missing throws, even though they picked up four fumbles, they still didn't look great. 
Um, they were letting Jordan Addison get open down the seam all night. And the miscommunication is abundant. I mean, this team is missing a lot of guys because of injury. Avante Maddox tore his pectoral. He's out for the year. Bradbury already had a concussion. I mean, Josh Job and Brit- Darius Slay are not the guys you want to have on the outside. And Reed Blakenship was out. And now Maddox got hurt. So they're putting in Sidney Brown, who's a rookie, who's got a lot of athletic pop, but in the, is not necessarily the best disciplined uh, or the best communicator um, on this defense right now. And you could see, I think they definitely have some weaknesses and have some holes. There's a lot of jokes around Philadelphia that you can tell that it's autumn because the Eagles are playing well, but nobody's happy about it Um, because they definitely have had, I don't think you can take either of these first two games as a moral victory. Um, It's really only been a true win because really they haven't looked fantastic. The offense kind of figured out in the second half running the ball more, but when they try to throw that offense is a little concerning. The play calling isn't, hasn't looked great. So again, it's just week two. It was a short week. I'm sure they'll get it back next week, but just some causes for concern on Philadelphia. That being said, they are two and and you got to give them a lot of credit there. Moving to Sunday now for the picks portion. We've got actually some sneaky good games this Sunday. I think a lot of these should be pretty close. Um, none of the spreads are too massive. And even the ones that are massive, they feature some pretty good players. So it should be exciting to watch. But um, we'll start We'll start in a, in a sneaky good game down in Atlanta. Uh, the Packers and their 1-0 record take on the Falcons and their 1-0 record. Aaron Jones looking like he might be out. Christian Watson also looking like he might be out. It could be the A.J. Dillon show. But Jordan Love is still going to play. Bijan Robinson is still going to play. The weapons on offense for these two teams abundant. The question is, will the defense get stops? So, Caleb, who do you have winning this one? Yeah, you know, this is one that even just two weeks ago, I was like, I'm not really that interested. But you look at it now, you mm-hmm. look at how both of these teams played last week, and then you also look at, like, uh, you know, teams like the Vikings and the Seahawks struggling a little bit. And you say, even if, like, Detroit and New Orleans, let's say, win their division, yeah, both of these teams could be fighting for a wild card spot at the end, you know. This, oh, yeah, this game could be the difference between nine and eight and making the playoffs and eight and nine and missing the playoffs. Like that's yes. very possible. So I'm, and I'm intrigued because both offenses were really fun too. So I'm actually excited for this game. Uh, but like you said, the injuries of Green Bay are concerning. It sounds like both Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, especially Christian Watson, who probably out. Um, and you have AJ Dillon, which is really good. And I didn't miss, miss Christian Watson last week, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Actually, they are at yeah. home. They are the favorite. And Ritter, you know, he didn't play that well last week, but he was efficient. He didn't lose them the game. And I yeah. think that's the kind of style that uh, the Falcons are going to play. They're, they're just going to say, don't lose us the game. Bijan was great. Uh, I expect him to get even more touches this week, And you know, as he progresses as a rookie. Um, and then, you know, Kyle Pitts, maybe he'll get more involved. And then Drake London also wasn't even that involved last week. And, and I think he can get more involved. So, I think the Falcons offense is just going to be good enough. It's better than the uh, the Bears offense that the Packers defense went against last week. Mm-hmm. And it's Jordan Love's first, well, I guess technically not first road game because he played uh, in one before. But, yeah. you know, as the true it's like star, a true is the first like true, true yeah. road game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and so I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's a coin flip, but I'll uh, go with Atlanta because I think their offense is just going to be a little bit better this week than the Packers with the injuries that they have. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think this should be a, a really, really good game. Um, I think these teams killed their close. Uh, they're really close. They, um, they, they have each their strengths and each their weaknesses. Preseason, I went with the Packers. 
I'm flipping. I'm taking Atlanta. Um, I, I'm high on them. I think they'll be good. And I think they will have a better, another good day defensively because I, I love Jordan Love. I think he's great. Um, no Aaron Jones and no Christian Watson for his first true road game and his second, like, true, true start. That's going to hurt a little bit. Um, and I think the Falcons, especially at home, they're going to come out firing. They're going to get out to uh, a, probably like a touchdown lead at halftime. And then, I mean, we saw this, Caleb. They've got some running backs. They've got some guys that can pick up a lot of yards oh, on do. the ground. They don't need to put the ball in Ritter's hands too often. Because I think this is this is kind of crazy to say because it usually doesn't go this way. I think whoever wins the first quarter wins this game. Because both of these teams will struggle when playing from behind. And both of these teams will be able to control the tempo of the game if they're ahead. So whoever's winning after the first quarter, especially the first half, I think will come out on top at the end of this one because they both do a pretty good job managing the clock. But I think they both have holes when they try to open up and kind of reach out of their comfort zone to you know, maybe push the ball downfield more, or push it outside the numbers or take more risks than they'd love to. Um, obviously, Jordan Love, great last week. I- I'm Could he do it two weeks in a row? Um, not positive. And, and I don't know. It, it should it should be a pretty good game. I, I am going to take the Falcons, though. I think they'll cover. And I, I'm pretty sure I misspoke and called this Jordan Love's first true road game. He played a road game last week. But it, it's yet another road game for him. Yeah. But but it's not. It's one without Aaron Jones and, and Christian Watson. Because I think those guys are important. And I think missing one of them, they can get away with it. Missing two might be a little hard, especially because of how dynamic they can be with the ball in their hands. And it just takes away yeah. a lot of a security blanket. And it really lowers the floor for a Love performance. Which, again... He's a big agenda guy for me. I really hope he does well, but I'm going to pick the Falcons in this one just because I think they have the slight edge, especially at home. Hmm. A- another game that should be pretty good uh, that's also going to be playing uh, played inside is the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Now, uh, Caleb, big agenda team for me last year was the Lions. Big agenda team for me this year is the Seahawks, but uh, not a great start for Seattle. The Lions, meanwhile, great upset on the road. They're four and a half point favorites at home. Who do you think comes out on top here? Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to pick the Seahawks. It's just like they played so bad last week. You have to think they'll they would have been locked in and they'll improve. But and mm-hmm. I think they will be better. But I have to go with the Lions here. I mean, both of those starting tackles for Seattle might be out. We know Abraham Lucas is out for sure. The right tackle Charles Cross will see, but it sounds like he's probably going to be out as well. Mm-hmm. And then you know the Lions. They obviously played on Thursday night, so they have a few extra days of rest, kind of a yeah. mini bye, uh, and then coming home. So. This is going to be, we talked about this, I think, when we did our preview. I mean, this is like the first time in a long time, the Lions, they sold out every game. The mm-hmm. city is really, really excited for this team. I think it's going to be rocking. And I think this is a team uh, that has a lot of momentum right now coming off that Chiefs win. And mm-hmm. I think they have the better quarterback. And I think probably the better offense by a little bit, especially when it comes down to offensive play calling. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I think the Seahawks will be okay, and I think they'll they'll be better than they were last week. They'll score more than 13 points. Mm-hmm. But uh, I look at the Lions. They're healthier. Uh, they're better rested, and they're at home. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I I really think this is a great spot for the Lions to uh, get that first home game crowd rocking and, and just continue to build on that momentum. I agree. I think this is a wonderful opportunity for Detroit, just like you said. I'm also going to pick them, although I will pick a Seattle cover. I think this should be quite yeah, a good probably. game. I think we'll see Gino bounce back a bit because uh, this line's defense isn't as good. But 
Caleb, my concern is on the Seattle defense. I really, I talked myself into them. I really thought they'd improved. I really thought they'd gotten a lot better. And they got embarrassed last week against Sean McVay. And Ben Johnson's no slouch. He is a good offensive coordinator and he's got a lot of weapons to work with. And so that leads me to be very concerned about Seattle's ability to not only stop the run, but stop Jared Goff. I mean, Stafford was was throwing a lot of good passes, but he was throwing like Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, like these guys who weren't on NFL rosters 12 months ago. Um, And this Lions team is featured with like proven guys especially Amon Ross St. Brown and David Montgomery made a big impact week one Jameer Gibbs I think has a lot of talent Josh Reynolds knows golf well I mean these are guys that have proven they can do it in the league and I worry that Seattle's defense won't be able to keep them in check I mean Caleb these two teams had an amazing game last year I think what 47 45 or something crazy yeah it was incredible game with I mean there was like no stops but they were just going end to end touchdown to touchdown the Lions lost that time, but I think they'll win a shootout in this one at home. I think they're just I think the opportunity for them is just a little too good, and I just have too many concerns about the Seattle front seven. Let's see. We'll uh, we'll go to another pretty good AFC game. Really got some good ones on the one o'clock slate here. The Chiefs are at the Jags. Kansas City. I wouldn't say it's a must win, but this is a pretty important game for them. Kelsey should be back. Meanwhile, uh, the Trevor Lawrence Hive and the Jacksonville Hive had had an amazing week one. They they won. They looked good. Um, can they get to 2-0 here, Caleb, or do you think the Chiefs pick up their first win of the season? This one's really tough for me. I think uh, when I when we did our original picks, I picked the Jags here because they were home. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually I'm going to switch, and I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think Travis Kelsey being back. Chris Jones also coming back. Yes, I think nice. a lot of people didn't expect he'd be back this soon. Yeah. Probably thought the contract thing would drag out a little bit more. So that's really big for that defense. And, uh, you know, the, the Jags, the O-line was not great last week, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that just the Chiefs, you know, again, similar with the Lions. The Chiefs played on Thursday night, so they are a few days more rested than the Jags. I think that mm-hmm. matters a lot. I think they're going to be really locked in. I'm sure practice was really locked in and for the receiving core with all the, the drops uh, that they had against the Lions. So I think this is just a cheap team that's going to come in really, really motivated. Yep. Willie, we flashed with Kelsey and Chris Jones back. I mean, that's got to help just the, the temperature in the room so much. Yeah. And then the Jags, we, we talked about it. They weren't um, like they played well, but the defense was a little bit concerning. And they, I mean, they were down in the fourth quarter to the Colts. So it'll be a really good game. I think it's a coin flip, but I think uh, the Chiefs are you're just going to be coming in, ready to play, a couple days extra rest, all their guys back, and, and have a really good performance. Yeah, um, I it's funny. I picked the Chiefs to get upset a lot this season, um, but I did not actually pick them to lose this game. I feel like this is a spot where kind of the, the football hipster is like, nah, nah, let me tell you guys, the Jags are going to win. I think the Chiefs will come out on top here, especially because they lost their first game. I mean, you talk about the energy and the juice that a guy yeah. like Travis Kelsey brings back to an offense and just the importance of Chris Jones on that defense, how much he raises that floor. You're looking at a team that's going to come out fired up, motivated. Andy Reid knows it. He'll coach it like he know because he knows it's important. This is a big game for them. It really they got to win one of their first two um because you you just cannot start 0 and 2 in this league. It's just a really hard hole to dig yourself out of. So I think I think they will. I feel confident in them. They have the better QB just like every single matchup they have. And I think they'll be playing with a little more urgency cuz on Thursday they didn't look urgent. And I think on this Sunday they'll look urgent because they know that they can't lollygag their way to a win. They have to uh you know get up and get active just to you know come out on top because the NFL's gotten better and especially their schedule is still really good. These young upstart teams are not to be taken lightly. So 
I have the Chiefs winning. I have them covering. I think they'll probably win by 10. I think it'll be a close game, but they'll, you know, kick a field goal or score a touchdown late in the game to ice it, and they'll probably win by like 10. So, uh, yeah, Chiefs coming on top in that one. Let's see. Another team that's trying to avoid falling to 0-2 is the Cincinnati Bengals, Caleb, and they're at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Three-point favorites, a absolutely massive game for them, especially given how bad they looked in week one. Who do you think comes out on top in this one? Yeah, this is this is another coin flip game. This is big though. I mean, obviously yeah. divisional matchup, fighting, you know, for playoff positioning. You don't want to start own two. Although the Bengals did last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they did last year and they were okay, but this is tough because the Bengals, you know, they have a history of not starting out great and they looked so yeah. bad last week. But I am gonna pick the Bengals. I think the Ravens already. The injuries are setting in. O-line, Ronley Stanley's out. The center, mm-hmm. Tyler Lindenbaum, who's really good, is out. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, obviously, is out. The secondary's a little beat up as well, and it wasn't great to start with. So I think this is just a, a really good position for the Bengals to get back on track, even though it is a good team. I just think the Ravens' offense is already getting hurt. I think that pass rush for Cincinnati should be able to get a lot of pressure with all the O-line injuries. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, we've seen it. Uh, it's been the last couple of years. I mean, Jamal Chase has been phenomenal against the Ravens the past He's couple of years. really good. Like, really good. And I think this is the weakest secondary they've had in, in the past few years. So I am. I, I think he's once again going to have a really good game. Joe Burrow, you know, I, I trust him to bounce back. He's not going to be okay having another terrible performance after what happened last week. I think similar to the Chiefs, they're just going to be so locked in. And they obviously are the healthier team, like I mentioned before. And they are at home. The jungle is going to be rocking. So uh, it, it, this really could go either way. You know, divisional games are always pretty much coin flips. But uh, I just don't think Cincinnati can let themselves play that bad again. And uh, they're at home. So I'll go with the Bengals. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they'll um, let themselves. I think especially Joe Burrow won't let himself play like that again. But I, you bring up Jamar Chase's keeks. I wanted to talk about that. AJ Green's coming back um, to rule the jungle, which is just so perfect because he's kind of like the original Raven killer. He would always have amazing games against them. But they got a new Raven killer in town because Jamar Chase has owned this Baltimore secondary ever since he got drafted, ever since his first game against them. When I think he went for 200 and something that. yards. Um, against that a, game. Yeah, against it's a great. banged up uh, Raven secondary. Guess what? It's a banged up Raven secondary. I mean, even when they have full strength, they can't hold them. But I, I think that this Bengals team will come out. They'll win this game. They are the more talented roster. They have the better QB. They have the better defense. They have. They don't have the better head coach, but I think they have a better defensive coordinator. Um, and so I think that they are in a good spot to succeed. And again, just like the Chiefs, they, they thought they had a win in week one. They didn't. They got embarrassed and they're going to come out urgent. They're going to come out knowing that they've got to kind of get it going and get the momentum of the season starting a little earlier than they thought they did because you cannot fall behind in this league, especially in the AFC, which is just such a stacked conference that if you fall a couple of games behind, you're suddenly looking at a pretty big uphill climb where you don't necessarily control your own destiny moving forward. So I have Cincinnati coming out on top. I'm covering, I think they'll win by six or seven. This game will be close, but I think they will come out on top. Like you said, division games are always a coin flip, but I just, I trust the Bengals a little bit more at home in this spot and know they're going to be a little bit more desperate for a win. Um, Another pretty good game that could maybe have some AFC wildcard implications, depending on how these two teams get back the rest of their season is Chargers at Titans. Titans two and a half point underdogs at home. Chargers had a, barn burner in week one but lost to miami big day for two and on um but the titans meanwhile kick a lot of field goals didn't score a touchdown caleb do you think they bounce back or do you think the chargers take this one 
you know, I think I picked the Chargers originally. Honestly, I- I'm picking the Titans. I think nice. obviously Austin Eckler is doubtful, so pretty much out. That I mm-hmm. think is a massive blow. Yeah. Um, and then the Chargers O line was just not that great. And now they're going up against a Tennessee pass rush that's much better than the Dolphins is. I mean, it really is. Jeffrey Simmons, I think, is going to have a major day. So, I don't know. And then the Chargers defense, it was just not that good. The play calling wasn't that good. And while the Titans certainly aren't the offense to the Dolphins, I think it gives the Titans an opportunity to at least score more than they did last week. Derrick Henry should get more touches this week. He got even less touches than Spears last week. It was really weird. Uh, they said they're going to give him a lot more touches, which is really the identity of this team and what they need to do. So, I don't know. I look at the Chargers, and it's like, obviously, I know they're going to score points. I know Herbert's going to play well. But I think the Tennessee defense is good enough where it's going to slow them down somewhat, especially without Eckler. That takes away a whole dimension of their offense. Titans being at home helps, too. They're going to be really, really frustrated, Mike Grable has talked about it. He's really frustrated this week. Uh, so they're really going to be locked in. And I think that it's going to be a really close game. But I think the Titans, you know, are just going to do just enough to uh, maybe probably a game-winning field goal or something like that, that to uh, beat this team. Beat this yep. team. Because I just think the Chargers without Eckler, I think it's just it's it's just not the same team. So I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah, Caleb, um, we got to start picking different things. People are going to get a little bored of the show because I also have the Tech Titans pulling off the upset. Um, I had them winning week one. I feel like I'm, start- I'm starting to realize I'm a lot higher on this team than other people, which is kind of weird because I'm usually very anti-Titan. But hey, as long as Derrick Henry's healthy, they have a formidable offense. He didn't even have a crazy uh, snap count week one, and he still looked good. Tannehill could be a little better, and obviously Herbert's going to play yeah, incredibly. Should- but- I don't think he's going to throw three picks. That's yeah, thing. and that was at least be better than that especially at home. That was just a weird thing for him down in New Orleans. So I think the Titans will look better on offense and their defense looked very strong. And again, it's like you said, it's Eckler being out is a big cause for concern. He's he's overrated because of fantasy, but he's still an important running back for that offense, especially in the Kellen Moore scheme. Um, and so Quentin Johnson didn't have an amazing debut. And all of a sudden, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike and Mike Williams kind of were back at square one here. That Chargers offensive line has looked a little weak. And that Titans D line, they're good. They're formidable pass rushers. They're coming after you with everything they have. They are juiced up. Um, and so they're going to have they're going to have a pretty strong performance, I think. And I think the Titans come out on top. Obviously, a win means the Titans cover. But I could see him winning by field goal touchdown. It's going to be within a score. I think this game will be close beginning to end. But I'll tell you, Caleb. If Justin, if if Jay Herbo starts zero and two, yet again, uh, and and isn't winning games despite playing pretty well, there's going to be some uh, some serious agenda flipping across the league because after this, I mean, their schedule. If it, listen, if they can't beat the Dolphins and the Titans, they got to go on the road and play the Vikings. They get the Raiders at home and the Cowboys at home, sure. But then they go at Chiefs versus Bears, at Jets versus Lions, at Packers. Like these are all sneaky coin flip games. And if they're not coming up yeah. with coin flip games early in the season, I definitely fear for them when the injuries really start to set in later in the season. So we'll see if the Chargers come out on top. Should be a good game. Um, other one o'clock games, we're kind of into the poop factors here. Even then, all these spreads are pretty close. Bears at Bucks, Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorites. That surprised me, Caleb. I was is, shocked yeah. by that. I thought the I mean, I thought Vegas would have still had would have still loved the Bears, but Bucks two and a half point favorites. Baker had a great week one. He's still kind of trying to prove those doubters wrong. They're at home. Do you see the Bucks uh, starting two and zero? 
Yeah, a lot of people seem to think so, but I'm going to go with the Bears. I think I, I thought this might happen. You know, the Buccaneers, they had a really nice win against the Vikings, and now everyone's back on the Baker train. Oh, he's a good quarterback. Uh oh, yeah. sneaky Tampa. But uh, the Bears, they played bad last week in a game that a lot of people thought they would win, me included. And I just yeah. don't think that they can be that bad again. I think they know it. While I'm not high on the Bears, I still think. The Bucks, honestly, are one of the worst teams in the league. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, it is in Tampa. But overall, I just think Justin Fields has to be at least somewhat better. I think he knows it. They're tired of just, you know, all the doubters. So I think, you know, I don't feel super confident in this pick, obviously, mm-hmm. because Tampa is favored. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like uh, the Bears starting 0-2 would be pretty bad. Uh, and just I don't know if Tampa has it in them to start 2-0. I think the Bears are just really going to be the more desperate team. I think that's the big thing. So I uh, I think they're going to come in ready to play and pull out what will probably be an ugly game, but yeah. uh, a one that I think the Bears will pull out in a close one. Yeah, uh, I think that the Bears will win. I had this predicted preseason. I still think they yeah. have a talented team. I think they have the more talented QB. I think they'll run the ball pretty well. And I think, though, honestly, the Packers just kind of did everything the Bears were bad at. Like, they ran the ball very well. Yeah. They exposed those those Bears linebackers that didn't play well. I have more confidence in their defense against Tampa Bay. I'm not sure Baker can work the middle of the field as well as Love did. Um, and I'm not sure that the Bucks' rushing attack is going to be as lethal as the Packers' one was, which is interesting because I think a lot of people were high on Rashad White for the season, but he didn't have a great week one. Yeah, um, it's, so- it's not a great core. Yeah, and and come on, like, dude, we go through this with Baker every year. He's gonna have this this great upset when he's gonna fire people up. I think this game will be close. I think he's still riding that high a little bit, but I just I have to say I have to say for now I, I don't think they win this game. I think Fields is just too good. The Bears' offense is a little too talented for them to just kind of fall to zero and two. In especially if they get blown out again, I think they're in good shape. The Bucks the Bucks have never had too much of a home field advantage, so I think the Bears will be okay. Um, so I think the Chicago comes out on this one uh, and I think pulls off the win. All right. Uh, two more one o'clock games to hit. We'll uh, we'll go to Buffalo quickly. We got an eight point spread here. The Bills favored against the Raiders, despite the fact they are own one and the Raiders are one and oh. Bad loss last week for the Bills. Great win last week for the Raiders. Caleb, do you think Jimmy G keeps the win streak going or does Buffalo come out on top? I mean, you have to go with Buffalo here. This is a team that knows how bad they played this or last week against the Jets. They know they can't do that again. They know you you can't start 0-2. I, I think if the Bills yeah. started 0-2, yeah. major conversations will be had. Major conversations Seriously. will be had. So I think in the way it was, it was a nice win, but it wasn't super prettiest win. You only put up uh, 17 points. The defense is not going to be able to perform as well against Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs as it could against the Broncos, it being in in Buffalo. Obviously, you know, that crowd is always crazy. And for mm-hmm. the Raiders, uh, Devontae Adams, it, it looks like he will play, but he's not 100% with the foot injury. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby Myers, who scored both of their touchdowns last week, is out with a concussion. So yep. that that definitely hurts the receiving core. That was the guy that Josh McDaniel, Jimmy G, liked uh, with the history that they have together. So, you know, I think the Raiders could cover – because Josh Allen might make a couple stupid plays. Mm-hmm. But with it being in Buffalo, the Bills know they have to have this one. I just I still don't think the Raiders are that good. This is a game that I just I would be really, really surprised if Buffalo found a way to lose this one. 
Yeah, I agree. I think the Raiders are are a little better than we're giving them credit for. Jimmy G is a little better than we're giving them credit for. Um, at the same time, the Bills are too good. They're they have they, it's early in the season. They not the injuries have not set in for them yet. Allen is too talented to fall to 0-2, especially at home. Bills Mafia will be wild in. The Raiders will have to play outside. I'm gonna give the Bills the edge. It just feels like this is too obvious. Will the Raiders cover? It's very possible. Jimmy G wins football yeah. games in a weird, freaky, like magical way. But I think that the Bills, they're just too talented to lose. They have the better head coach. They have the better quarterback, the better offense, the better defense. They're at home. It's just, it feels like a perfect storm for them. And so I think they'll, they'll with some urgency, come out, uh, jump to an early lead, and then cruise uh, to a victory. All right, last one o'clock game. This one is kind of cut and dry. Houston, a one-point favorite. I mean, this game should be close. I'm not sure how much implication it has, but they're a one-point favorite at home against the Colts. We're going to see two top five QBs go at it. Uh, the Colts played the Jags sneaky well last week before falling in the fourth quarter. The Texans didn't really look great, but kept it co- close with the Ravens. Caleb, who do you have coming out on top in this AFC South tilt? Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit more impressed by the Colts last week than I expected. Anthony Richardson overall played okay for his first cruise start, a little bit better than I expected. Mm-hmm. But this was a game, I mean, this is your stereotypical, you know, you have these teams splitting, you'll go with the home team, right? Yeah. I think neither one of these teams we know are that good. Uh, this is this is definition of probably going to split the season series. So yeah. I'll go with the home team, Texans. Uh, I think CJ Stroud, Overall, he, he, you know, he was pretty accurate last week. He, he wasn't great or anything, but he didn't lose them the game. Uh, so I think I think he'll be pretty good against the Colts defense that's not as good as it was a couple of years ago. And then Anthony Richardson, I think D'Amico Ryan will dial up some stuff. I think he'll, he'll make it hard on, on uh, Anthony Richardson. So this is just two teams that aren't that good. So, you know, it's you know, going to be really close because of that. So I'll go with the home team here in the Texans. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans as well. Again, we got to stop picking the same team. It's getting boring, but um, I'm kidding. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I like Stroud. I've always been high on Stroud. I know he popped up on the injury report, but these two these two teams are going to split. It's just that's just what's going to happen. Um, and so I think I'm going to go with the home team here. D'Amico Ryan's going to get his first win. The Texans defense looked pretty good in week one. I think they'll have another good day against AR, AR5. I almost called him AR15. That's like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think Stroud should look okay. I think the Texans will have a lot more success running the ball than they did week one. Um, and, you know, they've had a they, weirdly, you know, Damian Pierce is great, but their running back attack has been RB by committee, um, which is interesting. Yeah. But I, I think they'll still find success with it and they'll come out on top here. Let's see, 405 games. We've got two of them. Uh, one of them to be closer than the other. We'll start with the close one. Even though the Niners are seven point favorites, we've got their kryptonite. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Always matching up. I mean, this should be a pretty good game. I, it's just more the Rams script tonight. But listen, this should I, – I kind of know, Caleb. It's hard for me to confidently say which team is going to win here. I'll let you go first because this game could be sneaky close. Who do you think comes out on top? Yeah, I do think it's going to be sneaky close. These these When these two teams play, it's always fun. It's always really fun. Two great offensive minds. But I have to go with the 49ers. I think the Rams – Obviously, played way better than anyone expected last week. I think they'll come down to earth a little bit. I think the the receiving core that the Rams have, even without Cooper Cup, is like got mm-hmm. so much hype. People are talking about it. Oh, it's good. Everybody's picking picking up the guys in fantasy. I think it'll come down to earth a little bit. Um, and even though it's in LA, it's probably going to be like sixty percent Niners fans. It usually yeah. is. Yeah, it usually. So is. that doesn't really matter. Uh, and, and, and yeah, and the 49ers, they're just a better roster. And, and really, 
Kyle Shanahan has his own Sean McVay. Besides that one mm-hmm. game in the playoffs, uh, the, the, the 49ers beat this team every time he's owned him. So yeah. I think when you consider that, consider that still they have the much, much better roster. I think it will be close. I think Matthew Stafford will keep it close. Uh, but I just don't see how the Rams can overcome this roster talent disparity top to bottom. Yeah, the roster, it's just the rosters are too different. And listen, if the Niners didn't look good in week one, but still won, I'd pick the Rams. But not only did they win, they looked amazing. And so I'm going to go with Purdy. I mean, it's it's insane, Caleb. I mean, like our whole offseason agenda just hit 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 a wall on one day. But Purdy looked good. He didn't look like he was suffering from that elbow too much. And I think still think the Rams defense has some holes. The roster isn't that talented. Stafford was Stafford was gaming. Um, in the last week, he could really keep him in the game. That being said, it's just, it's the old kryptonite rule. Joe Burrow can't beat the Browns. Sean McVay can't beat Kyle Shanahan, except for that one time in the playoffs. So, uh, give me the Niners on the road. The Rams don't have too much of a home field advantage. And that's why we see that seven point line. Other four or five game giants at Cardinals giants, four point favorites kill. The Cardinals look better than we expected week one. Ganathan fired the squad up. Giants, meanwhile, got blown out. Do you smell upset here, or do you think Danny Dimes will cruise? No, I I, I actually love the Giants here. I definitely think they're going to win, and I think they're going to cover pretty comfortably as well. I think mm-hmm. Arizona, you know, Sam Howell had some turnovers, and they still couldn't manage to do it. The offense was just really, really bad, and the Giants' defense is close to as good as Washington's, so it'll do enough. And I mean, I think everybody's just so down on the Giants right now because we saw them lose 40 nothing. It was brutal. Everybody knows it was brutal. Yeah. But they're not that bad. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't think I don't have them in the playoffs, but they're not that bad. So I think Brian Dable will play a really safe game with Daniel Jones mm-hmm. uh, after last week. And I think that'll be enough against the Cardinals team that just lacks so much talent. So I think Giants are just going to dominate the time of possession. They're going to play really safe. And that's just going to be enough because I think this Cardinals team, I still believe they're, they're really bad. So I, I, I just have to go with the Giants here because uh, I think they'll bounce back. They'll play with urgency, and they are just simply still the quite a bit better team. Yeah, I, I, there's not much for me to add. I really think I think the Cardinals kind of used all their juice in week one, and now it's going to be hard to fire them up again, especially because they, you know, they were getting these lucky bounces, these lucky plays. Yep, it's still Josh Dobbs ball. I mean, I'm not really sure how we feel about like Wink Martindale is the kind of DC that thrives against bad QBs. And Josh Dobbs is is a bad yeah. QB. So I think this Giants defense will have a field day. I think their offense will do just enough. I think they'll cover with comfort. They'll probably win by two touchdowns. Not much else to say about that. 425 games. We've got two of them. Jets at Cowboys. This one. Would have been the game of the week if Rodgers didn't get hurt, but he's gone now. So we've got the fighting Zach Wilson's taking on Dak Prescott. Caleb, can the Jets spring upset for the second week in a row, or do you think their Lynn Sanity run is over? Honestly, maybe later in the season, I consider Jets. I think this is just nightmare scheduling for the yeah. Jets. You have Zach Wilson coming in. Everybody's already read him, ready to write him off. People want him to replace, trade a fifth-round pick for some backup or something yeah. to, to replace Zach Wilson. And his first game back, he's trying to prove the world wrong. Nobody believes in him, and he has to go up against this defense. I thought it's just that's yeah. brutal. We saw the O line, which was obviously all off season, was our biggest concern with the Jets. It got Rogers hurt already. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's not a very good O line, and just against the Cowboys pass rush, it's it's going to be really tough. I think Zach Wilson, he's going to have a rough day, a really rough day, and it's going to be the hate on him is going to be in an all time high after yeah, this game. I think. Yeah. It's and, be bad. Yeah, but uh, so it's just really really bad timing for the Jets. Uh, this is a terrible first game this season for Zach Wilson to come out back out as the starter. And then Dallas, I mean, the offense really didn't even have to do much last week, so they're pretty fresh. Um, I think Dak, you know, it's a good Jets defense. Dak will probably throw a pick, but I uh, still think the offense will be better uh, and because it is pretty fresh, and they'll put up enough points. But it really comes down to defense. Cowboys' defense is really, really good against the Jets' O-line and quarterback. That is very suspect. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it won't be 40 to nothing, but uh, – uh, Cowboys are in a really good spot here. Yeah, um, I gotta agree. I un- unfortunately for the kid, Zach Wilson's not gonna play well. I mean, we just saw how this Cowboys defense feasted on a pretty mediocre QB last week. They're gonna have another. They're eating. They are eating, eating. Um, and so I think their Jets are gonna be in trouble. Couldn't they? Could they like only run the ball and score? You know, seventeen points. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, Impossibly. you have two good running backs, so you could if you could you could just split carries and run pretty much every play. Yeah, like I, you I could not be opposed to that. That's I think the the whole cow. I mean, but that the problem is the Cowboys know that, and I think they're going to have their entire scheme set up to putting the ball in Zach Wilson's yeah. hands. Yeah, so it's going to be kind of a war of attrition. I'm not sure if I trust the Jets line to downfield, like to that block straight ahead that well. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Could the Jets cover? Yeah, and honestly, I think they yeah. will just because the defense is so good, and just because they know they have to keep the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands. They'll run it a lot. They'll chew a lot of possession. And so the Cowboys will win this game in a game that's probably like a close final score, but like not close on vibes just because everybody knew the Cowboys were going to blow them out. So should be a good game, though. Um, I'm, I will be tuning in. I think it should be a good game because um, I just want to see how Zach Wilson does. I, my expectations are not high, and I think the Cowboys come out on top. Commanders Broncos is the other 425 game. I mean, these two teams are pretty mid. I'm going to be completely honest, but Denver's a three and a half point favorite at home. They're looking for their first one of the season. Caleb, do you think the fighting Sam Howells can pull one off on the road or uh, does Sean Payton get his first win as the Broncos head coach? This is really tough. I mean, this is coin flip. So I'll go with the home team Broncos. You know, it, it's weird. They Russell Wilson was efficient. Uh, didn't turn the ball over, and they still just the offense just didn't have enough juice overall yeah, it weird. in it. Um, but Jerry Judy's going to be back, which definitely helps the receiving core. So I expect a little bit more juice out of the offense. And the Commanders, Sam Howell, you know I've liked him, but I think he he did not play very well against Arizona. And this is a Broncos defense that's uh, much better. So I think he's probably going to have a pretty rough game in the altitude. And uh, it's going to be, once again, probably I think the Broncos will play pretty similar offensively uh, with the good commander's defense. I think they're going to play it pretty safe, going to just try to make sure Russell Wilson doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, but I think that'll be enough because I think the Broncos defense will will do enough against Sam Howell to really slow down uh, the commanders. So it's it really is a coin flip game. But uh, I, I think it'll be a low scoring. I could see like 17-14 Broncos. That's kind of what I expect here. Yeah. So uh, I will go Broncos here to avoid the 0-2 start because they'll be pretty desperate too. You can't start 0-2. You can't do it. 
Yeah, I think they will be desperate. I think Sean Payton's a good head coach. I got the commanders in this one, baby. Give me Sam Howell. Give me that defense. Chase Young is back. I think this team will play very well. Super high on Dotson. I know that Broncos defense is good, but I really think the commanders can come out on top here. I trust Howell to not have as bad of a game as he did week one. And I think Washington will come out on top. I know it's a little crazy, but I think they got it. I just have concerns about that Broncos offense. They looked so bad last week, and then they're playing, honestly, a better defense. It's going to be pretty rough. So Sunday night, we've got another divisional matchup. This one's got another small line, but it's the Dolphins at the Patriots. These two teams, uh, you know, they play each other all the time. You know, they had Tom Brady, like, I guess, like, you know, ring the bell for the Patriots last game. I'm surprised didn't ring it for this one. This would have felt like a much better yeah. Tom Brady game. But nonetheless, that's pretty unimportant. Dolphins offense looked amazing week one. Patriots defense honestly looked pretty good, too. They didn't give up a lot of points. Caleb, Dolphins two and a half point favorites on the road. Do you smell upset? Do you think Mac plays well? Or do you think Tua and company will cruise to a win yet again? Man, yeah, this is a this is another really tough one because I think I had them splitting um, and, and I would go Patriots. But also, I mean, Tua has done really well. I mean, the past few years, the Dolphins have really owned the Patriots. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is, this is really tough. I'm going to go Patriots, though. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go Patriots. I think they split. And, uh, you know, Matt Jones overall actually played quite well last week after uh, the, the pick. He had a bad pick in the first quarter, but the last three quarters, he played really, really well. Um, the Dolphins were obviously fantastic on the offensive side, but I don't know if he's they're going to be able to be that good against the Belichick defense. I think that's, you know, asking for too much. So, you know, we know the Dolphins are going to put up points, but I don't think they're going to put up as many as they did last week. And I think Mac Jones, I mean, against this pretty weak Dolphins defense, I think Mac Jones is going to have a, a good game. I mean, we've already seen it having actually, you know, an OC as an OC helps yeah. a lot. I think the offense will be, you know, it will do enough to, you know, maybe put up, you know, 20 points around what it did last week, maybe even a little bit more. And then I think uh, the Dolphins, I mean, I know they're going to put up points, but it's not going to be as many as last week, like I said. So it's going to be a really good game as a coin flip. Um, but I do think the Patriots defense is going to do a little bit more to stop Tyreek Hill. Interesting. And I think that could be could be the game changer there. So it's really a coin flip, but I'll go with the home team. I'll go Patriots. I think it'll probably be like a 24 to 23 type of game. I think it'll be really close. Yeah, it definitely will be ugly. It definitely will be close. I am going to go with the Dolphins, though, not to you know play to the Ve- uh, Vegas favorite too much, but. I mean, dude, Tua just looked so good last week. And again, I know the Patriots defense is good, um, but just the Dolphins always start the year pretty hot before those injuries kick in. And the Patriots are more of like a second half team that kind of scraps out wins when it gets cold. I just feel like there's a lot going in favor of the Dolphins in this matchup right now. And while Mac definitely did play better last week and definitely has looked better overall, I trust Tua more than I trust him. I think Tua's looked better when he's healthy. And so I'm just going to give the QB edge to Miami. I think they've got um, the better offensive, uh, better offense. I think their defense should be fine, should do enough to keep the Patriots in check. And so I think they'll, I'll give Miami um, the win on this one. I think it will be close. And like you said, um, I could definitely see the Patriots covering, covering this could be like a one point game, but I think the Dolphins come out on top. Maybe they kick a field goal to win the game. That would seem about right. Saints Panthers are the first Monday night game. Big NFC South matchup. Um, Bryce Young prime time home debut. New Orleans three point favorite. Caleb, this could be a spot for the Carolina. This could be another chance for New Orleans to get to two and zero. Who do you think comes out on top here? 
Yeah, this is tough. Um, because I said we, we talked about it with the Saints. I mean, they play a lot of weak QBs, and that's why I had a lot of mm-hmm. them winning these mm-hmm. close, you know, coin flippy games. I guess if you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young didn't look great last week, but I'm going with the Panthers. I'm going with the Panthers. I think. Uh, in this division, it's so close. I think there's going to be so many splits. So I'll go with Carolina at home. The Saints, you know, the Titans' defense is good. It's better than Carolina's. But overall, the Saints, I mean, they did not look great. They really did not look great. Um, I know Derek Carr is going to be fine. Uh, you know, Chris Olave, I'm sure, will have a good game. I know what I'm getting with the Saints, but I think the Panthers at home, first home game for Bryce Young, I think they're going to be motivated. I think they uh, should be better than they were last week. Um, and it's going to be another ugly one. I really think it's going to be another ugly one, like a – 20 to 17 game uh but i i'm gonna go with the panthers because i do think bryce young will at least be you know he's not gonna throw two picks i don't think uh i, I think he is going to improve as the season goes on so i i like him here in the spot and and to win a really ugly close game yeah i i, I hear what you're saying and i'm also going to go with carolina i had these two teams splitting before the season yep. my opinion has not changed i'm gonna go with the home team Bryce Young deserves a win. He actually played better than I was expecting last week. I know he threw those picks, but I thought he was kind of solid. Um, so he'll definitely, yeah. I think he'll have a better uh, environment better. at home against a defense that, while being very well coached, still has its holes. And on offense, I think the Saints, again, kicked a lot of field goals, only scored one touchdown in their opening game. And I think those problems might persist. Um, again, Carr is fine. But again, it's like Derek Carr division game on the road. He's just historically not played very well in those environments. So I'm going to give the Panthers to edge there. I think they'll have a pretty active day. Brian Burns should be back, I think. Um, it doesn't yeah. look like J.C. Horn's going to play, but Burns should be back. Plus, you know, the first overall pick, Savior, the franchise home debut. People are going to come out. People are going to get active. Oh, and yeah. I think the Panthers will have a rockin' uh, home environment. And I think they'll come out on top and win this game. Last game of the week is an AFC North one. AFC, uh, sorry, uh, Browns at Steelers. Somehow, Caleb, the Browns are a two and a half point favorite. I was going to say that I am surprised by that. I was was shook. I'm going to pick. I'm going to drop the pick first. The Steelers are winning this game. I I almost want to Charles Barkley guarantee it because people need to realize Deshaun Watson is not good at the sport anymore. Like, I watched every snap of that Bengals Browns game. He played terribly. He had he was just awful. The Bengals were just worse. I understand this Browns defense is great, but this just they, they don't have that they don't have that kryptonite effect anymore. It's not going to be a freaky rain game and the Steelers their home crowd is always up and their environment is always strong and the Browns always struggle in that building. So I'm going to give the edge to the Steelers. I just think I think Pickett has a bounce back game. I think Najee has a bounce back game. I think the Steelers defense especially has a bounce back game. I'm going to go as far as to say I don't think the Browns score more than 12 points. I think the Browns stay under 12 points this one. I think the Steelers win like 21 10, 21, 12. I mean, I just I just think that the defense, the Steelers defense is going to have a great evening. I, I just don't think Deshaun Watson is good. I just don't think he's good. Like, I, I just I just don't think he's good. And what I've seen, I think, backs that up. Like, he just did not play well last week. And I know it was raining. It was raining for both QBs and Burrow played worse. But I just, especially going back to last season, I just have not seen enough from him for me to convince. For First of all, to convince me that he's a two and a half point favorite on the road. And second of all, to convince me that he'll even win this game in the first place. So give me the Steelers. I think they come out on top. Caleb, who's your pick for this one? Yeah, I have to go to the Steelers. I'm, I'm, I think 
usually you don't see Vegas overreact a ton to week one, but I, I, I really think it is here. I have to go with the Steelers. Obviously, they play twice a year, so they know each other really well. I think one of the times, I forget which, if it was in Pittsburgh or in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure once last year, though, it was like the, the game final score was 13-10. to 10. You know, so this, these, this historically, this has been a pretty rugged series. It's going to be pretty low scoring. I believe that. Uh, but, you know, I, I was really high on the Steelers um, going in season U as well. But I don't think it's crazy at all to say this is a must win for Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, because if you start exactly. 0 2 and both of those losses were at home, it's, it's rough. I, that's really tough to overcome that in the AFC. Really, really tough. So yeah. I think they're going to come out with a ton of energy. Mike Tomlin obviously is going to be able to get his guys up. I'm sure they got yelled at after last week. Uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, it's a good defense again. So I don't think he's going to be great, but I th- at least think he's going to be better. And then Deshaun Watson, I agree. I think on the road, in division against the Steelers defense. I think he's going to struggle. I really do. And uh, the Browns, I mean, it's it, they were so dominant last week that, I mean, I think it's prime for a letdown. You can't play that good two weeks in a row. The defense can at least. So it's going to be it's going to be another ugly one, I think. But I really just think this is a great spot for the Steelers at home. Bounce back against the team that's probably a little bit too high on themselves right now. So I think it'll be like a 17-14 win for Pittsburgh, but uh, I feel confident in the Steelers here. I think they they got to get it right. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a big game for them, and I think Tomlin will, will motivate. He'll get up and active, especially at home. I think the Steelers going on top. I just I just don't understand why the Browns are two and a half point favorites. I just don't get it. Um, but yeah, I think Steelers win. We were the same on a lot of picks. We varied on some of them. Uh, you have the Broncos. I have the Commanders. Um, you thought the Patriots were going to win. I thought that was a bold take, and I and I respect you for it. Um, but I think it should be a good game, Caleb. We've got some really good games in this slate, close ones as well. I mean, the biggest spread this week is eight. That's, or excuse me, it's yeah. eight and a half. And even then, it's the Cowboys and the Jets, which I think we both agreed might be closer than that spread. So should be a good one. Uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Are there any last things you want to say to the people before we sign off? And oh, yeah, it's going to be a really another really good week. There's already a few games like that Pittsburgh Brown game. Feels really, really important. Could be mm-hmm. must win for Pittsburgh. Packers yep. Falcons all of a sudden looks fun. Yep. So uh, and obviously, you know, Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs, Jags. So there's a lot of good games this week. I think we can finally start to really kind of get opinions of teams. I agree. It's going to be nice to draw some real conclusions instead of, you know, overreacting to week one. So that'll do it for this episode of the All Nine Yards podcast. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Stay safe. Have a good one. And we'll talk to you next time.